everybody, and welcome to Victory Life Church Online. My name's Craig, and I'm super excited that you decided to join us here today. I wanted to ask you the question, have you ever had one of those character tests? You know, one of those tests where uh, you, you take just before you go to a new job, or, or maybe you went through some marital counseling, and you, you took a, a test to see if you and your spouse were compatible. Um, maybe you, you've gone on a parenting course, and, and they've asked you some questions to see what kind of parent you'll become. I, I took one the other day that told me what kind of preacher I was and what kind of speaker I was. You can even go onto Facebook now and, and just by taking a photograph and, and answering a few questions, they'll tell you what country origin you came from and what your, your DNA should be. It's a crazy world out there that we can do that kind of analysis and that kind of questioning. And, and just by answering a few questions, they'll tell you exactly what kind of person you are. But I wanted to ask you today, have you, have you ever done one of those? Have you, have you ever had that moment where, where you had to sit down and and there were those 99, 89 strength finder questions, or, or maybe you took the, the disc profile analysis test, or whatever it was, that test is, is quite daunting, and, and sometimes you, you get to the end of it, and you've answered all the questions to the best of your knowledge, and, and it comes up, and, and it gives you four or five character traits that are supposedly uniquely yours, and the combination of those character traits are uniquely yours. It's kind of how you made up, how you're going to respond in certain situations. Situations. Are you going to be the person that loves being at the front of the crowd, or are you going to be the person that enjoys just being at the back of the room, uh, leading from the back, or doing things from behind the scenes? Maybe you're the kind of person that, that loves to be the center of attention, the center of the party. It's, it's where the party's at when, it's, when you're there. When you arrive, everybody gravitates towards you. Or, or maybe you're the kind of person that likes to slip in late at the party and, and not have anybody know that you're there. It's incredible to see how dark diverse our characters are. Now, characteristics are made up a lot of how we're brought up, our education, our family, our DNA, but a lot of circumstance dictates how we're going to react and respond in certain ways. Maybe you're um, at the front of the crowd because your, your father was that kind of person or your mother was that kind of person. Maybe you, you love being at the back of the room because that's how you were brought up. Or, or maybe you feel that you don't look all that good or you have some, some physical traits that you don't like presenting and you think that those have been uh, putting you down and you don't really want to be around people. Or, or maybe you think that you, you look great and that uh, you, everybody should see you. You're, you're a good-looking person. Whatever the reason that we have these different character traits, it's immensely, it's, it's incredible, really, to understand that all of these influences in our lives have created a unique human being, and that you are unique. That uniqueness is amazing. It's an incredible thing to realize that human beings have this, have this ability to, to be unique and, and so different and so marvelously different. Scripture tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are an incredible creation, that these different characteristics were wired into us from the very beginning. They were, they were given to us by God. But interestingly, even though I've made a point about how diverse we are, and how different those test results could be, it doesn't really matter because we are all the same, really. Even though we've got all these different characteristics, at the bottom of who we are, at the pit of who we are, every single human being has something in common. Every single human being, even though we're diverse in how we express our humanity, 
We are the same in so many ways. We are the same in, in so many instances. Now, you might be saying, no, no, Craig, I, I don't think we're the same. You might be sitting at home thinking, you're a Christian preacher. I, I'm not. I don't believe in Jesus. You might be sitting there going, Craig, if you only knew about me, you wouldn't be saying that you were the same as me. Well, I want to say to you, if you only knew about me, you'd probably be saying that too. But the fact remains is that at the base of our humanity, at the, at the base of who we are, we are the same. Because when we have a look at, at something like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, when we have a look at, at the fact that all of us, no matter our religion, no matter our creed, no matter our tongue, no matter our sexual orientation, no matter our political affiliations, we all have a desire to be loved. We all have a desire to belong. We all have a desire to, to have our basic needs met. We, we don't want to go hungry. We don't want to be thirsty. We want to feel like we have a purpose. We want to feel like we want to, we're going to achieve something as a human being, that there's actually a reason for why we've been put on the face of this planet. And when we have a look at these needs, when we have a look at all of the, the buildup of who we are as a character, we can be as diverse as we want to be. But right now, we have to admit in our humanity that we have commonality. We have basic things, basic questions in our hearts that we love to have answered. Now, we express the answers to those questions in a very different way. You might answer the question that you, you want to belong, you want to worship something. That's one of the human's basic needs is they, they need to know that there's a higher power. Now, you might know that you need to worship something, but you might answer that desire inside of you to worship very differently to the way I answer that desire to worship. You, you might have a sense or a desire to belong. There, there's a question inside of you. You're always looking for a place that, that makes you feel rejection is not good for you. You want to belong. Well, well, the way you express that desire to belong, what's been placed on the inside of you to belong, that might be very different to how I express my desire to belong. But fundamentally, when we look at it, every single human being, every single human being has a desire to want to belong, to want to be loved, to have their needs fulfilled. No matter who you are, we are the same. We have the same on the inside of us as, we, as every single human being on the planet. Maybe you might be thinking to yourself, well, hang on a second. Um, we might be the same in some ways, but we are so radically different in others that that kind of knocks it out. It kind of, kind of nullifies it. Well, let's have a look at an example of what is wrong and what is right. Now, I don't want to think, you to think today that as you're watching this broadcast that you're sitting there being judged for what is wrong or for what is right. But, you know, we might express what is wrong and right very differently. Your circumstances dictate what is wrong and what is right in your life, and you've made certain wrong-right discussions or dialogues in your head to navigate what is happening in your world. My world is very different, and so that question of wrong and right is, is not really an issue. Uh, in that instance or in that circumstance, I've got a whole lot of other circumstances I'm, I'm deliberating over wrong and right. But the wrong and right thing and the wrong and right question in our hearts Fundamentally, when it comes down to it, and I really believe this, and I, I really believe this, and I hope that you're not going to prove me wrong, but I really believe that at some instance, we all believe that certain things are wrong and certain things are right. We might have circumstances that maybe changes that up a little bit, but 
I don't know about you, but there's, there's something inhuman about a, a, a young baby being abused. There's something inhuman about certain situations or things that arise in our world that's just wrong. And, and no matter who you are in the world, no matter what your religion, no matter what you believe, deep down, when that thing happens, we all believe it's wrong. There's certain instances that have happened in the United States right now that we can look on no matter what our religion and just have a look and go, that was wrong. That wasn't right. No matter who you are, we have the same baseline of what is wrong and what is right. Circumstances might change that, but the good that has been placed in every single human being exists and needs to be expressed. Now, you might be in a situation right now where you believe that you're not in a very good place and you haven't been very good. You haven't, you haven't been living a good life. You haven't been expressing the things that you have been wired to express. Well, I want to say to you that you have the ability to know today that the goodness in your life, the goodness that exists in you can come out and can be part of your world. The goodness that exists is something that can be expressed by you, no matter what your circumstance, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you have had happen to you, there is goodness that's been placed in the inside of you, just like it's been placed on the inside of me. And that goodness can come out. Now, it doesn't matter who or what you are. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. You have the same goodness on the inside of you as there is on the inside of me, as there is on the inside of all of us. God has placed certain things on the inside of us that are true for everybody, no matter your circumstance, no matter your religion, no matter your past, no matter your upbringing. It is there and is just waiting to come on out. And when we have a look at this goodness, we, we might be saying to ourselves, but hang on a second, Craig, <laughs> the gap between what I want to do, my intentions, and what I end up doing is so vastly different. The things that I really want to get done, never ever get done. Have you ever had that? You've got your things of list to do, you want to get through, or maybe you, as a child, wrote down your dream, what your life would look like when you were older. And when you look back on that list, Nothing's coming to pass like that. In fact, you find yourself in completely the other side of that dream. In fact, maybe you find yourself in a nightmare because your circumstances are not going as intended. Well, the very fact that you have intention for goodness in your life shows that goodness has been planted on the inside of you. And we know that there's a gap. There was this guy in the Bible. His name was Paul, and he was a, a, a church man. He was like the Pope. He was awesome. He had it all going on. He had to be good all the time. People were looking at him, and his life had to be the model of what he spoke. And, and he said, you know what, guys? Uh, sometimes I don't understand myself. And he says it just like that. I don't understand myself. The things I want to do, I never get done. And the things I hate doing, I always seem to do. Maybe that's you. Maybe <laughs> I know that's me. On the inside of me, I've got all these good intentions, just like you. It's been put in there. No matter my characteristics, inside of me, I have good. But it sometimes just doesn't come out. And sometimes as, as we distance ourselves from the goodness that's on the inside of us, and we start living our lives by what we see, our actions, we begin to feel like Paul. I just don't understand life. In fact, I hate who I am, and I hate what I'm doing. And as a result of this gap, this gap between the goodness that's been placed on the inside of you 
and what we actually see happening in our world and what we actually see happening around us, that gap is what causes your frustration and your anger. Have you ever had that? Have you ever really intended to get the right gift for somebody? Just that right gift. And you, and you work really, really hard at shopping and finding that gift. You save for months and, and you finally get that gift. And when you finally bring it to them, expectant that their whole world is going to blow up because you got them that just the right gift. And they look at that gift and they go, oh, I got one last week. Oh, aren't you gutted by the fact that you'd worked so hard, you had all these good intentions, but then they weren't received with the same passion, the same purpose, the same goodness that you had intended them to be. And that gap causes disappointment. It causes frustration. That first time you, you walk out and, and you, you're really excited about something and your father looks at you and dismisses you. Maybe it's that, that first time you realize that you're actually good at something and then your, your, your parents or somebody important in your life turns to you and says, you're not good enough. Maybe it's that, that first time that, that you really get angry at your child and you realize that, wow, the good intentions that I had to be as a parent aren't coming out as I intended them to be. And that gap between your good intentions and your actions broadens and broadens and broadens and gets wider and wider over time. And slowly but surely, the desire to live out your good intentions becomes duller and quieter and more distant. And you start living out the life that you think you are just destined to have. And so what we do is we begin in that gap like Paul did in that space of not understanding. We start packing other things to try and bridge that gap. Maybe you've bridged that gap by going off and showing off and saying, I will be good. I will be good at something. And you pack it full of work life and, you, and you, all the stresses that come with that. You find your identity in what you do because deep down inside your identity that's there isn't coming out. Maybe you pack that with addictions and anger. In fact, right now, you, you might have another window on your computer, another browser open that's fueling some of your addictions. And even though you're catching this broadcast, when this broadcast ends, you're going to be faced with a, a deliberation around whether or not you fill that gap with, with addictions and with anger and with hurt, or you start changing what you fill that gap with and start closing the gap between what you intend to be, what's been placed on the inside of you, and what you need to do. You see, God wired you with those good things. Just for a moment, consider that, that as He made you, as He molded you, Psalms 139 says it like this, that, that He knitted you together. As he, as, he, as he shaped you and He knitted you together, He left His, his fingerprints all over the inside of you. His fingerprints as He was working on you are fingerprints of love. They're fingerprints of wisdom. They're fingerprints of mercy. They're fingerprints of goodness. They're fingerprints of grace. And as He wired these things to you, He was whispering under His breath with a smile on His face, enjoying the process of making all goodness inside of you. And as He was whispering under His breath and, 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 and talking His way through making the goodness on the inside of you, the Bible was being written. 
And that Bible was, was a full of promises about what you will become, who you'll grow up to be, what you will do, and what his intense, intentions were for you. You see, he had good intentions which he put inside of you so that you too could have those good intentions, those good characteristics, those good promises. And as the Bible was formed, it wasn't a book that was going to lay down the law and tell you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. No, it was a book jam-packed with promises about a God that loves you and put that love on the inside of you so that you could express it as well. Now, you might be sitting at home going, Craig, I don't believe in a loving creator. I don't believe that God is love, that he's full of mercy. Because if I just look around at my circumstance, I don't see much love and much mercy. I want to say to you today, stop blaming God. It's not his fault. He gave us everything we needed to have a good and loving life. But this world, this circumstances, these people around us are going to twist that, manipulate that, and completely blur it so that that distance can be stretched. Advertisers, marketers, businessmen, they work in the space of you knowing that what you want and what you have isn't the same. And they play on that. They highlight that. They tell you that you should get more. You deserve more. Well, God is just saying to you that you've already got all the good things on the inside of you already. He wired them that way. Now, evolution might be able to explain why I look like I look like why I have ape-like features, and why I might have act like an ape every now and then. But what it doesn't explain, it doesn't explain the intentions that are placed inside of me, my emotions and my dreams, my thought processes and, and my love, my desire to be good, the guilt that comes when I do wrong, the euphoria that comes when I do right, the sense of peace when I know I'm in the right place at the right time. It doesn't explain any of those good things that have been placed on the inside of you. And as you begin to journey through life, you'll begin to understand that what you maybe have been filling your life with has been highlighting what your life is like, not what God intended it to be. And it's time for you to start living in a space of good intentions that God has for you, the good promises that God has wired and made you to be. Jeremiah, another writer in the Bible, he also explained it, that, that God knew me before I was even born. Why did he know you before, he was even, before you were even born? Well, simply put, he knew you because he knew exactly what intentions he had for you and what he placed on the inside of you. And as you begin to unpack the fact that God has a good life in store for you, that you have goodness on the inside of you despite your circumstance, well, you can turn back to the maker of those good intentions. You can turn and orientate your life towards the maker of all the goodness in your heart. You can turn to Him and you can begin to understand how He has made you to be. You see, God is pretty much like my dad when it comes to my features and characteristics. The other day, I don't know if you've had this experience, I looked in the mirror at home, stared at the mirror, and my father was staring back at me. I got a bit of a fright because all of a sudden I started realizing that I was starting to look like him. I turned to my wife and said, I'm starting to look like my dad. She laughed under her breath and said, you're starting to act like him too. It's a crazy thing that, hey, you know, I've got this, I look like him. Now, for those of you who don't know my dad, you've only ever seen me. 
this is foreign to you. you. You've got nothing to compare my features to, to, to know that I'm telling you the truth. But when you put my dad and I in the room together, you'll see that my characteristics come from him. You see, when we start losing track of who we are, we need to get in the room with the person who gave us the characteristics we long to live. When we start losing track of who we are and we start filling our lives with things that we believe will make us feel fulfilled, we're living a lie. We're taking on characteristics that were never part of who we are. But when I get in the room with the Father, my God, the creator of who I am, and I compare myself to His character, now I can begin to understand why I look like I do, why I feel like I feel, what intentions I have, why I have those intentions and qualities, why I have a burning desire to live forever. All of the goodness that is God is in you. I'm not asking you to say that, well, it only comes into me when I accept Jesus. No, God has wired every single human being on the face of this planet, no matter how diverse, no matter what the results of that character test, He's wired each one of us to have His qualities in the, on the inside of us. You already have them. You might not be living them. You might not be walking out in them. You might sometimes, like me, fail at them miserably but they're on the inside of you. They are there. God got to so passionate about this. He got so anxious, really, about this that when he was looking at humankind and he realized how far they were getting from understanding the origins of their good intentions and their good characteristics, when he saw the gap that was developing between what he wanted them to do and what they were doing, when he, when he started seeing that gap, when he started seeing and, and having a look at mankind and how gray everything was getting, he knew that he had to remind humankind of who he was and what characteristics he was all about. He had to look at humankind and let them know that, hey, this is who I am and this is what's on the inside of you. And he did that by sending a human being to show off all of the good qualities that were him. That human being was called Jesus. And that Jesus was simply an example of a human being that could live in the good intentions that the Father had placed on the inside of him all the time. In this man, he made him so that there was no gap between the good intentions and what he did. He understood exactly who he was, who made him, and what was on the inside of him. And he came to show you and I that you know what? You can live a life where you are walking out that which God has placed on the inside of you. You can do it. It's possible. Jesus came to show that to you and to me. And if you want to read about how to do that, all you have to do is open up your Bible, find the beginning of the New Testament. It's the second half of the Bible. The first book of that is called Matthew. And all you need to do is read the story of Jesus the man on the face of the planet. And it'll teach you what good intentions have been placed on the inside of you and how we are expected to walk those out to have the abundant life that God intends us to have. You see, today I'm not asking you to acknowledge anything major other than you've got these goodness and this kindness and this love on the inside of you. If you can acknowledge that, that yes, I've been misread, I've been told by other people circumstances beat up the goodness inside of me for so long now that those good things inside of me seem very distant. 
If you can just acknowledge that they are still there, however distant, however vague. If you can just say to yourself, yes, I, I really believe that, that, that I, I've got some goodness left inside of me. Well, maybe that'll prevent you from prematurely ending your life that you thought about ending. Maybe that'll stop you from filling the gap between what's on the inside of you and what you're seeing in your life. Maybe that'll prevent you from filling that with pornography and addictions and drugs and alcohol and things that numb the pain, that numb the gap. Maybe that'll stop you from saying to yourself, I'm not good enough. What my father said about me is true. I'll never, ever amount to anything. You amounted to something the moment you were born. Because the moment you were born, God placed inside of you His goodness, His love and His kindness, His passion and His power. He left it all on the inside of you. And today, all we're asking you to do is to stop filling the gap between your intentions and what you're living with things that aren't making it better, but are making it worse. And start perhaps turning your attention to the Father that wants to stand alongside you in the room and show you off and say, look, they're just like me. They look just like me. They act just like me. Why? Because they have the same qualities that are put out to you. As you go through that journey, you'll find that you'll begin to understand that this Jesus Christ that came was an example of the goodness that was placed on the inside of you. Sometimes you might have even heard Christians say, Jesus is on the inside of you. You've received Jesus into you. Well, now you know what we mean. We mean that, you know what, all the good things that Jesus presented are now living on the inside of you, are actually activated on the inside of you. The goodness, the kindness, the love, the mercy, the grace, the power, the passion, all of those things that Jesus came to present, the minute you acknowledge that those things come from God, you're acknowledging that Jesus presented who God was on the face of the planet. And when you can acknowledge that, you're on your way to standing alongside the Father who wants to show you off and give you an abundant life. So right now, you have a moment to say, you know what? I want to receive this understanding. I want to, I want to get into a place where, where I start walking out the goodness that God has placed on the inside of me. If that's you, if you want to start a life today, right now, you want to close all those other windows, you want to, you want to put down all of the other things that you've been filling that gap with, who you are really and what's been happening in your life has not been the same. If you want to close that gap, all we ask you to do right now is either chat with somebody in the chat room or click on the banner below that says, I raised my hand. Now, something super spiritual isn't going to happen. We're not going to send you some crazy free gift or hound you and hog you. No, we, we're just going to have a look at sending you some information that might help you understand how to start expressing what's happening on the inside of you that it can become a reality. And I pray today that you've received in a crazy way on an online platform that we call church, that you can honestly sit and say to yourself, yes, I want the goodness that I've always intended to be to become a reality. I want to close the gap between who God made me to be and who I am really. And I want to become more like my heavenly father. If that's you, we celebrate you today. We are excited and thank you so much. Let's pray together as we just understand that God intends good for you and that he has good on the inside of you. Father, we thank you so very much that you have made us with all the goodness of you inside of you. 
today we acknowledge that you are the maker of good in us and that we want to express all that is on the inside of us. We want to see come to be reality. Father, will you lead us and guide us? Because we've been trying to do this on our own and we have been making a mess of it. We want you to guide us and lead us. Father, we want, to, we, we want to open our Bibles for the first time in many years and find out more about Jesus, who was the example of the goodness that you've placed inside of us. Father, thank you for all that you've done and that all that you will do for us as we continue this journey towards an abundant life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. One of the things that we do around here, and you might be joining us for the very first time and, and, and just experience this message for the very first time, and you're really kind of processing a whole lot right now, that's okay. We love you and we want to connect with you, so please feel free to chat to us in the, in the chat room. But one of the things that we do around here is we celebrate the example of Jesus Christ, and we call that communion. It's a way of saying that He was real. He came and He gave us this goodness that God has placed on the inside of us. He made it possible for us to express the goodness that's on the inside of us. And when Jesus was still on the planet, He, he did a little bit of a celebration with His, with his friends. And He said, you know what, it, let's just try this. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's receive a cup that represents my blood, blood. I'm real. I'm here, flesh and blood and receive a piece of bread which represents my flesh to show that I'm real, I'm here, I'm not some kind of crazy spirit or ghost, and I'm really here to show you the goodness of God. And, and he took out this and he celebrated with his friends and he says, I tell you what, I'm going to die to prove how much I love you, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to continue doing this to remember how much I love you. And so for all time since then, Christian churches and Christian organizations all over the world take a small bit of juice or water and a piece of bread, and they say, we celebrate the love of Jesus together. We celebrate that he was real. His body was really broken. His blood was really poured out, and he was really God in form of man, showing us how much he loved us. So why don't you go ahead right now and grab a piece of bread from the kitchen, a small bit of glass of water. I've got a little bit of juice and some bread here. And as we come together, we celebrate Jesus, that he was real, that he came, that he wanted us to know the goodness on the inside of us, that his body was broken so that you would know how much God loves you and how much of his love he's placed on the inside of you. And as you receive this piece of bread now, maybe it's the first time you've ever done communion or you've ever performed this, how awesome it is that you can do it in the, in the sanctuary of your own home, in the quiet space, just on your own. Nobody looking and nobody questioning you. You can just take this commitment between you and the Father standing in the room with you, comparing character traits, comparing the looks and the features of, your, of the inside of you with a beautiful Father that loves you and loves you dearly. This means Jesus' body that was broken for you to know how much He loves you. And this means his blood, which was shed just for you, so that you would know that he would love you forever, no strings attached. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the goodness you've placed on the inside of us. And we thank you, Jesus, that you come to remind us of all the goodness and the love of the Father. And we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. May you be blessed. 
Reach out to those in the chat room, ask questions, get some prayer, go into a private chat with one of them. If you have some questions that you'd just like to ask them one-on-one, they'll be able to facilitate that and get chatting with you and answer all of your questions. Thank you so very much for joining us. We'll see you again soon here at Victory Life Church Online.